All right. So I watched Top Gun probably for the first time in, I'm going to say 15 years. I think that's probably safe to say. But I. It's more recent than me, dude. The last time I saw it, I was eight. Well, I realized in watching this movie that one, even though I didn't. I couldn't tell you the whole movie. I remembered everything in this movie as it was, like as it was happening. I was like, oh yeah, of course, oh. of course, of course. Oh, good for you. Having seen this movie a billion times when I was younger, um, but I wanted to watch it because you know I was <laughs> I had a little bit of time on my hands to watch a whole bunch of stuff, and I said, yeah, there's there's a Top Gun movie in the theaters that people say is good. Um, I'm curious how the old movie holds up. And the answer in a couple of different ways is okay, but not great, I think is kind of what it comes down to. I think one, mm. for, for people in our age bracket or had our experience, like nostalgia certainly plays a part, right? Like we saw this movie when we were young. It was super, you know, airplanes and yeah. uh, aircraft carriers, all that stuff. Super cool. I think if you probably were an adult at the time in the early to mid 80s, you probably, you might have had a different opinion. Um. But what's interesting is one of the things that doesn't hold up for me in this movie is actually the way it's shot and the way it looks. Like they they work with the Navy, they shot, you know, on an aircraft carrier, they shot F-14s, they shot the whole thing. I really got the sense watching the movie this time that they just shot a bunch of stuff with airplanes and then said, we'll figure it out later. Um, because in a lot of cases, except for one like notable case, but in a lot of cases, it's just like random shot of an airplane and then cut to an actor in a cockpit describing what happened. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't really follow with what I just saw. Like I just kind of saw an airplane flying in a non with a nondescript right. background. So the airplane footage doesn't really seamlessly tie into like what the plot of like whatever's going on with like the dogfight or maneuver or whatever it is. Right. It's like he's above and behind us. And then there's a shot of like the bottom of an airplane, like flying overhead. And it's like, <laughs> all right, I guess like it's not it's not the pilot's perspective or anything like that. Right. Right. Uh, so it really feels like they just kind of stitched it together. Like it almost could have been stock footage put together, but I know it wasn't. Um, and then um, what I the other thing that really stuck out to me is um, so. I'm not going to explain what happens in Top Gun, but I am going to spoil what happens in Top Gun. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. The movie is whatever. 36 years old. Years 36, old yeah. Yeah. 36, 36 years old. 1986. Yeah. Um, and at the end, so they're all, it's all of the best pilots are going to learn dogfighting, right? And then at the end, the, the, the two best pilots or whatever get orders to go report to an aircraft carrier and then go help out this other, this, this other ship. And I realize it's an 80s action movie, but the, the level of contrivance at the end of this movie staggers the imagination, right? That like they, it's, it's seen as a high intensity moment where they really need to act quickly. So in, in order to act quickly, they grab a couple of pilots from California, like fly them to who knows where, unspecified place, to put them on an aircraft carrier so they could, they could drive the aircraft carrier out to this other ship so they can then do this very, very urgent rescue mission. And I'm like, all right, like I guess that they wanted to put them in an actual live combat situation at the end, which I guess like that's what you do in this movie. But I felt like there had to be an easier way. Um, and then, of course, like they're the only planes in the air. And then, uh, as we were talking about earlier, the whole aircraft carrier breaks and they can't send out any more planes um, to support these guys. So they're like on their own very much. And it's just like, 
I, listen, I can go along with this movie. I was going along with a, a lot of the movie, but man, it, the end of it really was, it goes really round the bend. Um, and the other thing that sticks out to this movie is, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I didn't remember this until I watched it this time. The soundtrack, I think, or the score of this movie is three songs long. It's the Top Gun anthem. Top Gun uh, anthem, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. And, and that, that Mighty Wings song? Is that is that the other one? No, no, no. Or, no. Oh, take, oh, oh, take oh, my oh, breath take, away. Take, yeah, Take My Breath Away, of course. Yeah. I think each one of those songs probably gets brought up four to five times in the movie. Mm, <laughs> they geez. just keep coming back to each one of them. I couldn't, I, I really couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're good songs. Really they're pretty iconic, but. They yeah, are. And, and, and you better like them because you're going to hear the whole whole thing multiple right. times in this it, it's, movie. It's, Amen. it sounds like it's a uh, like a disney movie like like disney movies when we were growing up where they like really only had like four songs and then you just like hear the like themes of those four songs over and over again all killer no filler but exactly yeah there, there was there was there was big like we have an idea for like 45 minutes of a movie here. Let's put the rest of it. We'll figure out the rest of it and then like put something together. My kids, yeah. my kids love the Top Gun anthem. It's like one of their favorite like things from a movie. They have no idea what Top Gun's about. Like they don't even know it's about planes. They just like that song. <laughs> Isn't it weird though that like anthems like Top Gun, Eye of the Tiger, they do something to kids. Yeah. Like all kids love Eye of the Tiger also. Right. And it's like they haven't seen Rocky or anything like that. They like they don't know what it's. Rocky. Yeah. It's just the song but for some reason that that song and definitely top gun I'll, I'll come up with two or three more yeah i mean they're kind of they're anthemic i mean it's like there's something of it yeah i i agree there's something about them it just yeah, kind of works we will rock you there you go so yeah you you mentioned the end of the movie um one thing so i saw it a whole ton of you know shit ton of times when i was a kid just like you guys and then probably the last time i saw it was in college so you know we're talking over 20 years ago probably and like um i remember when i saw it then thinking about that final dogfight. like the thing i remember thinking and again i may be forgetting something like that they explain away or whatever but it's like if i remember correctly in that last fight like they like they down like they are attacking right like they down those some of those migs right yeah, that's I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing is and it's up, like this would yeah. be like I remember thinking that it's like this would be a fucking international incident. Like you'd go to fucking war like you're you're like the Soviets are attacking and you're attacking them. Oh, no, hold on. And hold like, on. They're an unnamed foreign aggressor. I know they go out of their way to not name them. But but and but they say they're MIG. So it's a, it's Soviets or it's someone who the Soviets sell stuff to. Right. Pretty, pretty yes, clear. You say that they're MIGs. Yeah. Yes. That's a big yeah, part that, of Because that I remember very much so. Um. Okay, whoever it is, let's say it's not the Soviet Union. It's still somebody who would be. It's like it's a fucking war. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, like because basically the notion there is, if the MIGs get close enough to sh to take out the the ship that's broken down, they can shoot them down, and so they do, right? And they have this they have this big dogfight where it's like five on two, and they shoot down four of the five planes, and the last plane leaves. Um, and it's like this this whole this whole big thing of what ends up actually not being a very impressive dogfight because it ends up being a lot of um, you know a shoot a, a, a camera shot down the side of the hero plane and you can kind of see a plane um, later and it's kind of like he's turning so I'm going to turn okay we're lined up now I'm going to shoot him and it's like all right but this is a movie about like dogfighting where like specifically you went to school to learn to be a really good 
dogfighter and like there's not a lot of dogfighting going on like there is but like they don't show it right they like tell you what happened and they don't really show any of it happening um which again was like big dissonance for me from what i remember in my head like, i remember the photography and the way the planes look being so cool in this movie um and it just yeah yeah it was I mean, okay. <laughs> like it was yeah. fine. Like it's funny. I, I, I feel like what lasts for, for me from this movie, which admittedly I haven't seen in a very long time is like, not like I remember those scenes, but like, it's really the other stuff, right? Like it's like them singing, like you never, you've lost that love and feeling and like all the like stuff between him and Iceman and him and goose and goose Fuck. dying and like fucking volleyball, game. the volleyball <laughs> game. Exactly. Like, you know, being being in that bar or whatever with Kelly McGillis and the jukebox and all that. You know, it's like like all that kind of stuff is like yeah. kind of what I remember, what I actually remember. Yeah. And in the end, like even for a lot of that stuff, there's not that much there there. Uh, like it's a lot of it's like shorthanded and implied. And it's just yeah. like you kind of take it as read uh, for for a lot of that stuff, not for all of it, uh, but but for a lot of that stuff. Um, and. Like I, I think like the 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 Maverick Goose relationship is pretty strong, and they bring in like Meg Ryan as his wife. I don't remember right. the character's name, um, and that's all that stuff's really good. I think the the love story is not very compelling. <laughs> um, those two have like less than no chemistry together, right? Um, and it's hard to buy any of it. Um, and the rivalry with Val Kilmer with Iceman is also pretty thin, um, and it's mostly like they're two like arrogant pricks who both think they're the best. And like, that's kind of what it is at the end. Right. Right. I think like, I don't know, maybe it didn't play this way this time, but like from what I remember of, of like that whole thing, like I feel like that to the extent that that relationship, or if you want to call it a relationship, whatever works, I feel like it's because like, that's like kind of like still like height of Val Kilmer's powers where he was like Val Kilmer was like kind of the shit still like like in like in the 80s like I'm thinking like around like this is like he was a shit for a while did you guys see he, that Val Kilmer um movie I think it was on Amazon Prime it's basically his his because he can't speak anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it but I, yeah I haven't seen it but it's I, it's, it's excellent yeah, I forgot all the movies he was in afterwards like you know man like he had a quite a run in him like ignore the Batman shit but um, the doors, the doors tombstone is, yeah yeah like, no that's true I, like, I, I i did forget about tombstone i was thinking about like my favorite val kilmer is like early val kilmer like real genius and top secret <laughs> i feel like is like this was the first val yeah. Kilmer. yeah this is the first i really remember remember right. him but he was far more prolific watching that movie than i remember him being i mean in, like, in my mind pretty fucking good you know in my mind this was the val kilmer star vehicle like this made him a star i don't know if that's true or if that was just true for us as kids um watching this movie but i feel like like he said niche like he was still cool in my mind like this was the movie that made him cool uh, right for, for the guy who was like kind of supposed to be the antagonist although he's not really right in the end but like he is for much of the for quite a bit of the movie he's kind of the antagonist but he's like he's fairly likable is what I remember, even though he's the antagonist and you like kind of don't like him. You don't really not like him. Like he's not like he's a cocky prick, but so is Tom Cruise. So it's, you know, exactly. And he's like, also not wrong. Like every right. every criticism he levels at Tom Cruise, his character is right. Right. Like he is dangerous. He's not safe to fly with. Like all those things are true. Right. right. Like he's not a team player. Like he's not a he's he, he's like he can't be a wingman. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. 
that, uh, which helps, you know, which helps you yeah. like him, right? He's not just. Yeah. You said, you, you said at the beginning that, um, you know, it was okay, not great. Like, I feel like I always, not always, like when I was a kid, I liked it, but like for the most part, like since I've, you know, kind of had a broader appreciation of movies, like the way we talked about what point break must be to people when we watched point break. Hmm. but you think us never having seen it i feel like top gun fits in that where it's kind of like we with nostalgia and like with having seen it when you were a certain age it's like it is memorable there's a lot of like camp factor that really works in it there's a, there's quite a few quotable lines that like you will always remember um you know it's it's got like a pretty you know i mean this one has tom cruise that one had keanu reeves and you know it's like like it's like it all kind of fits pretty well but like if you're seeing it for the first time you'd kind of be like what's the big deal like yeah i I think this one is um it's early enough for tom cruise where he was pretty popular but this is the movie that turned him into like a like a mega fucking sex symbol yeah i think you're right yeah i think that's true yeah risky business everyone's like oh who's this dude and then this one like women just like went nuts for tom cruise after this movie yeah this is the one that like really made him bankable i think from from this point forward Totally. The first action movie for him, I think, right? I think so. I can't, I can't shirtless... think of anything before this. Plenty of shirtless screen time, too. Probably doesn't hurt. It's not, yeah. Um, I remember Val Kilmer was in Heat in 1995. He had a long run. Yeah. He was, he's good in Heat. Yeah. He was crazy he was good in Heat. Heat. You know what movie I remember him in for that we did for Podflix that I loved was that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang movie? Sure. Uh, which yeah, was like was... a comeback kind of for him. He was kind of like he was Fat Kilmer at the time. Yeah, he, yeah. He gained a him, ton of weight, but yeah, he was great. Him and Robert Downey Jr. was like comebacks yeah. for both of them because I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. that was Robert Downey Jr.'s like first movie, right back from like you know his all of his drug stuff. I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So that or um, guide to recognizing your saint. Anyway, we're right. far off topic. Right, right, Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing. So the thing that really makes me the thing i'm really curious about now having having now watched this movie is i haven't seen the new movie i haven't seen maverick um but i've seen reviews about it i've talked to people who have been to go see it and i keep hearing how good this new top gun movie is and i just keep i just keep asking myself like how does this movie lead to like a really good movie right Um, i mean the, the only way i can figure is that this movie, I'm guessing that Top Gun Maverick, and this is a little bit from the reviews that I've seen, like from what they seem to say, is that this, like the new movie seems like more character based and like more introspective in certain ways about like, like it can kind of carries the weight of the years for that, mm. for that, for that character specifically uh for for maverick on kind of like what his life is how his life has turned out and like trying to right wrongs that he's done or that have happened in his life i mean my understanding you know is i mean this is just in the premise more or less is it's like so one of the people in the movie is miles teller right mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure miles teller is goose's son yeah they they even yeah. say that in one of the previews in the preview yeah, yeah. so it's like you can kind of see like i would imagine that they have a complicated relationship um, would, would be my guess. And that probably goes into it a little bit as well. Yeah. Look, man, I saw um, Tom Cruise flying James Corden around in airplanes to promote the movie. 
And the footage on that, I guarantee you, was a million times better than the footage in the yeah. original movie. So I imagine all the plane footage is just unbelievably good now. And because I know Tom Cruise like actually flies these planes. Yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise pretty actually does everything, right? <laughs> pretty much. He really but, does. Uh, it's kind of crazy. He goes and learns how to fly F-18s or F-16s or whatever it is. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Like but, all the, all but, these uh, things. You know, the the previews make the the footage of the airplanes look really badass and really good. I mean, they can do so much now between, like, digital enhancements and, like, camera technology and, like, all this other stuff. You can get so much better. And, yeah. and, and I would posit that the old Top Gun movie is... The aerial photography is subpar because I also watched a movie we talked about previously, The Final Countdown from 1980. The aerial photography in that movie is better than in Top Gun. Like it is, oh, interesting. It is mo- more coherent. You can understand what's going on. Same plane, same F-14 flying around. Huh. Um, and like I, I, that, I thought that footage was better. So, well, you know, they had they had GoPros for that one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back in 1980, <laughs> um, they time travel. That's right. That's true. There, there it is. Um, one of the things I like, I don't quite remember if this is the case um, for Top Gun because I don't remember thinking this with Top Gun. But like you mentioned, coherence. So Top Gun's directed by Tony Scott, and I feel mm-hmm. like every Tony Scott movie I've seen, or or I saw like that he did after that for many years until he passed away it was like borderline incoherent like he did all those like denzel washington movies that came out like later on like man on fire and deja vu and like all those and i feel like the trailers for those and the movies themselves whenever i did see them because a lot of times i didn't want to but when i did it was like it's just quick cut quick cut quick cut and it's like you're just like like you're gonna have a seizure or something it's like what is going on it was like that was his style and i wonder if top gun had a proto version of that it obviously wasn't like that but like i wonder if i wonder if the kind of like i don't know like attention like adhd like like editing i, I feel like it's a little bit of something. like oh man it's hard to tell what's going on in this movie i should cut more that's what i need right, to do right and, <laughs> and, and I, I, t- I i totally feel like that's a tony scott thing like this is a fairly early movie of his i think relatively but i think um, so yeah yeah but yeah. but like i remember all the stuff he made in the 90s and like early 2000s was just like, ugh, like, like you'd see the I would I, it would got to the point where I'd see a trailer and be like, I bet this is a Tony Scott movie. <laughs> and it was like, yep, sure is. Well, it's it's wild that they made a a uh, sequel so far after the original for this. The premise of people who like need to be like while I was watching this movie, I also kept thinking about like I, I kept thinking about the movie and the 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 sequel sorry and thinking about like man like i don't know much about fighter pilots but you know i'm i am a big f1 fan and and f1 drivers always talk about like oh man i'm i'm i hit my i hit my 40s my reflexes aren't what they used to be like i just can't like it's physically hard to do this now and and they're gonna sell you know tom cruise in this maverick movie as some i I don't know what age he's playing in the movie i don't probably Uh, 50s i would guess right and they're just and and in another job where you know your your reflexes are absolutely key that like make him a believable person right right. still doing this i'm very curious what that's gonna look right i mean they did that in the original top gun i guess right like how old is tom scarrett supposed to be and he goes up in the plane right there's that one there's that one scene where it's like oh he's up today 
Yeah, he's playing like they, 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 the instructors play the bad guys, as it were. Right, during, right, yeah. right, right. That's true. He did have them flying around. Yeah. And, and I can't imagine Tom Skerritt's supposed to be, I guess you could maybe say he's supposed to maybe mid 40s, but definitely no. No, but, but he was on the mission that killed, that killed his, his dad. dad. Yeah. Right. So, like, how old could he possibly be, right? Right. That's true. I guess he could only be so old. I mean, how old do they ever, do, do they say how old Maverick was when his dad died? No. Um, no, he's old enough yeah. that he remembered his dad. So, right, but. right. So, I mean, he could have been like I don't know, six or seven, something like right. that. Probably, probably not any younger than that. And he could have been older, stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, he's it, probably forties. There's now also that, I, that, now, now that I think about it, it, it can't be fifties. That that feels too far. Have you seen those things that go around where they're like they they will show like um like stuff from the 80s and stuff like that and be like this person was this old was this was this old and it's like shocking how young they were it's like when fraser started like you know kelsey Grammer was like 35 or whatever and you're just like oh my god like yeah and, and it's a whole bunch of stuff like that where you're just like man people like i think in just in like i don't think it's a hollywood thing i think like in general like people just like looked older i don't know what it is like people did look older yeah it's wild better 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 living now or something like that i don't know yeah, so yeah. Tom Skerritt, actually, 37 in that movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, he's not. Here's a fun fact. Tony Scott directed <laughs> Top Gun in 1986, but he also directed the music video to Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. I can believe it. he started as a, as a music, music video director, I think, which, you know, where that quick cutting makes a lot more sense for what it's worth. Right. Yeah, I like that. That, that he did that video. I do not remember that video. I Although I, I remember the song use, very well. I figured they just use a bunch of footage from the movie and once in a while cut Kenny Loggins in, you know, playing the 80s guitar. This right, may right, not right. be accurate, but my memory of that video is, yes, it's like Kenny Loggins in the foreground with like F-14s flying behind him in the background kind of a, kind of a thing. Like a very 80s, like... Probably, right? Ridiculous I mean, thing. Yeah. Right. I absolutely love um, it's just a long run. I don't know if you guys watch it, but it's a long running joke from basically episode one. And every episode, um, Archer makes reference to the danger zone. Nice. <laughs> I have never um, seen Archer. Tom, oh, it's great. Tom scared, by the way, 53 when the when Top Gun came out. Still alive. He is still alive Dude. and he is 88 years old. Did he get up in the plane on in Maverick? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Put him up in the plane. <laughs> He's not even in the movie. They just wanted to torture the poor guy. <laughs> I mean, Val Kilmer's listed in the movie. I assume they're um, just using old footage. They, they, I think so, because, again, in the preview, they have a shot of, like, him... As like a you know four star admiral with like a you know he's got like his picture on the wall from like the Pentagon or whatever, um, and they make some line about like he specifically requested Maverick for this thing for some reason. Hmm. So I, I don't know what his you know what what he plays in, but besides maybe that, maybe they Luke, maybe they Luke Skywalker him and uh, put a little. Do you little do you do you want to know? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I don't really. It, it, it it seems like he's in the movie for real. Because oh, in, on the Wikipedia page for the cast, it, w- it would say archival footage, and it does not. He is just <laughs> listed in the cast, and it says basically what he is. He's uh, a four-star admiral. Hey, there you go. Commander of the U.S. Pacific Fleet. <laughs> the hell do they do that? I guess he doesn't speak. 
I or if they do, don't know. Don't, who knows? No idea. We will find out at some point <laughs> when, when Top Gun movie. I'll, I'll find out. I'm, I'm going to watch yeah, it yeah, when it comes out. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see this movie digital. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a little callback for you here, Paul. Is um, mm-hmm. right now, Top Gun Maverick is playing in a double feature with Doctor Strange at the Warwick Drive-In. <laughs> wow, that's a long time to sit in the drive-in. That is a long time. <laughs> Two movies. First one starts at eight forty-five, and the second one starts at like eleven. Jesus, and probably ends at like one thirty. Wait, is Top Gun Maverick short then? <laughs> I don't know. Doctor Strange is relatively short for a Marvel movie. I believe it's like two hours and seven minutes or two hours, something like that. Let's look. Maybe I've got the um, maybe I've got the two. They're definitely both playing there right now. Maybe I've got the double feature. Incorrect. Two hours and 11 short. minutes for Top Gun Maverick. Sorry, it's the Watcher in Top Gun Maverick. And then it's Bob's Burgers and Doctor Strange. The Watcher? The Watcher. No clue. Uh, this, this double feature so suddenly got a lot less interesting to me. I mean, I could see Bob Bur- Bob's but top, But to answer your question, Top Gun episode. Maverick. <laughs> no, top, top, top Gun Maverick is two hours and eleven minutes. That's tight. And Doctor Strange is only two hours six minutes. And then the third double feature is the bad guys in Sonic the Hedgehog two. What are these other things that these movies are with? That's how they get you in. Uh, That's not going to get me in. <laughs> That'll make me not go. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really long, and you haven't heard of one of the movies. <laughs> Don't you want to come? <laughs> not that much, no. Well, but I can just wait for a few weeks in some Dragons cases. always feel like, they, they always, like, whatever I've got at least, it always feels like such a fun adventure for like 20 minutes, and then you're like, I'm kind of uncomfortable and don't want to do this anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Top Gun Maverick is at 845, and then The Watcher's at 1055. Like, so you can peel the out of there. Is the what is watcher? The Watcher? I looked this up on Wikipedia, and nothing comes up. <laughs> I don't know. Go to the warwickdriving.com with Showtimes. It's directed by Chloe Akunu and stars Micah Monroe, Carl Glussman, Bourne Gorman, and Madalena. This sounds like something. Chloe Okuno, uh, it's a it's a horror film, and this is her feature film directorial debut, which premiered at Sundance this year. Horror film, I'm out. This double feature, you get to watch Doctor Strange. That one doesn't start till ten thirty. Yeah, got to sit through Bob's Burgers first. I know, I know, Micah Monroe. If that's how you say her name, Micah Monroe, Micah Monroe. She's like, uh, did you guys see it? Follows. No, no. Yes, she's she, no, she, no, no. no. <laughs> Have we done it for the show? No, we have not. So you haven't seen that it. I've not seen yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's a, if it's a horror movie, right? Yeah. I recommend that. That's a good movie. Um, but yeah, she's the main girl in that. It's kind of a scary movie. It's not the TV miniseries starring um, Naomi Watts. Yeah, is that the Watcher <laughs> in the Woods? That one hasn't come out yet. That's, that's what yeah. I came to. <laughs> Uh, no, the watch, when I was a kid, the Watchers in the Woods scared the, everyone yeah, crap out of me. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, we, then we're back to Darby O'Gill and the little people. And uh, here we are, full circle again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it always comes back to Darby O'Gill and the little people. <laughs> fucking movie. Did we actually watch that? I didn't. You might have. I think you did, Willie. I had to face my fears down. Yep. A little bastard. 
I wonder if you could, you could still find that. Anyway. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I, mean, I bet it's on Disney Plus, right? It's gotta be. Everything's on Disney Plus. Yeah, they have no I mean, shame. Nope. It's in the vault. No, they put it in the vault. Darby <laughs> O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> Just waiting for it to come out of the Disney vault. Yeah, St. Patty's Day. Definitely vault worthy, that one. Yes. 